Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to season two of Surviving Motherhood. I'm Chris, a wife and mom of four boys. And I'm Rachel, a wife and mom of a boy and a girl. We're sister-in-laws living in the South, just trying to laugh through the ups and downs of motherhood. So grab your coffee or wine and settle in for some real talk. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood Podcast. We're back with another episode and an interview with Katie, who we found on Instagram, and she is actually a dentist. And so we've covered some doctor situations. We've covered a lot of kids' health and um, organics and all that kind of fun stuff, but we hadn't got into the teeth territory. Now, teeth are something that are near and dear to Chris's heart. (laughs) She is a, a former dental assistant and a pediatric dentist, and so she is my official tooth puller of my children because I ain't doing it. I'm the tooth fairy for all my friends. Yes, except I have never received any money under my pillow from you. So if you could. I'm a poor tooth fairy. Sorry. Okay. Well, at least you're pulling the teeth. So (laughs) actually, Adeline has one she wants you to check. Uh, And tonight she told me it's her top. It's one of her top front two. It's about right. Right on And she said, she said, Aunt Chris is going to tell me it's ready to pull. (laughs) She always says that of all two teeth she's lost. But anyway, so we have Katie with us today. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? Hi, ladies. I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're good. Good, good. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your pets, your um, where you're practicing dentistry and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, I am Katie, like you said. I currently reside in Santa Monica, California. I'm enjoying Southern California and our wonderful weather, wonderful people. Oh, yeah. I can Um, only imagine how great the weather is there. Like, I just can't even. We are very, very lucky. We get the nice sunny weather without the humidity, so I can't (sighs) complain. Yeah. Yeah, Are you from there or did you? I am not. Okay. I am not. I grew up in uh, Columbus, Ohio. I was raised a Buckeye. And then went to undergrad in North Carolina at Wake Forest University, which is my family now resides in North Carolina. And then I moved out here to Southern California for dental school. And now I don't plan on ever leaving. Yeah, I was going to say you can actually appreciate the weather if you're not from there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You've had other weather, so. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. You got it. So, yeah, our practice is in Santa Monica. Um, It's a general practice, but we do see a lot of kiddos um, from all ages. And we like to see the kiddos up until, you know, they're adults and ready to see cosmetic work or whatever they may need. Mm -hmm. And um, I am not a mom mom, but I am a dog mom of two wonderful little pups. I have a French bulldog named Penny. And Penny only has three legs. She's a Aww, she's a gem. Precious. <laughs> My daughter is obsessed with French bulldogs right now. That and papillons for some reason. Like she's like, I'm oh. gonna get what one of both when I'm 12. And I'm like, uh, no, you're not. Let's slow your roll. But 
uh, I cannot only I can only imagine a little three legged French bulldog. It's That's so adorable. funny if you go through my phone or who I follow on Instagram. It's either teeth like dentists or French bulldogs on That's- Instagram. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. And then our other pup is a pug Boston Terrier Nugget. Oh. He's, a, he's the king of the house. Such a sweet combo. Well, that is yeah. so so, so what made you decide to be a dentist? You know, it's so funny. I get this question all the time. I think it's because <laughs> dentists somehow have this, you know, weird reputation or bad reputation. So many people don't like to come to the dentist. <laughs> so people are always asking, why did you, why did you want to become a dentist? Um, but for me, you know, my, I grew up, my dad has had Parkinson's disease my whole life. Oh. So I grew up with healthcare providers around all the time. And so I really, mm. I thrive on that caregiving mode. And um, so I, I thought I was going to be a physician. I thought I wanted to go to medical school and become a physician. And I actually flew out here to California for a summer and lived with my brother. He's out here as well. And this was an undergrad and I interned at UCLA Mattel Children's Hospital um, in pediatric cardiology for a summer and really just got thrown into it, you know, into doing rounds with the surgeons and seeing how families, how they operate in such traumatic situations like that. Um, and it just, I just realized it wasn't really the career path for me. And so from there, I uh, went back to school after the summer ended and really honed in on what, you know, what did I really want to do? I started shadowing at a local pediatric dental office near school and I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, dentistry really incorporates so many different things. You know, you do get to help people. It's a definitely a people business, you know, we're talking and interacting with patients all day long. Um, so problem solving, I get to use my left brain, but then, you know, I also get to be creative. It's, it's an art form for sure. Yeah. Getting to rebuild teeth and rebuild smiles. And it's just a really, I feel super lucky to have found a career that incorporates so many different aspects of, of what you want in your daily life. So yeah, I love very that. happy with my career choice. That's yes. Awesome. I've, I've told my daughter several times that she should uh, think about dentistry. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if it's sinking in, but like, I feel like that's a really solid, stable, you know, career choice. Yeah. I am not I'm pushing my boys. I want yes. at least one dentist. I, yeah, <laughs> I am not medically inclined um, at all in any way, shape, form or fashion. Like I can clean a cut and then psh, I'm about done. So I'm like, <laughs> girl, if you have any medical um, skills or, um, you know, dr- drawn to it at all, let's talk about teeth. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to you know, hear I've that. Heard, um, though, I've heard you guys can tell me, is it true that, you know, like for me, I just don't do vomit. But when it's, mm. I've heard that when it's your own child, it's a different story. Is that true? Mm. No. no, it's still real gross. Yep, <laughs> like it you still know, it smells the same. Yeah, you know you have to deal with it. So I guess there's like some sort of like a pain point taken out of it because like okay, and you just got to do it. But like it's it's still really gross. Like every time I have to do it, I'm like, oh, oh man. So you know you'll but survive I- it. But it it's still not fun. <laughs> and I will say, okay, you know how fair. you know how people say that like doctors make the worst patients. I will say in dentistry for me it was the opposite. Like I was a horrible patient before because I didn't know 
I guess that's just uh-huh. the way my brain works. But now that I've been in dentistry, I'm a really good patient. I cannot have the nitrous. Like I have to know what's happening. Yeah. But I, I kind of know the steps. I know what's coming up. So I'm a lot better now than I was before. That's awesome. See, I've never minded the dentist not one day in my life. Oh, goodness. I hated it before I went into dentistry. I've never minded it. Like, I don't want to be a dentist and I don't want to even look at other people's teeth. (laughs) Um, But I've never, ever, like, dreaded going to the dentist. I love the clean teeth feeling. I'm totally in for it. Just don't want to. You know, I think most people are on one end of the spectrum. There's not a lot of gray area. Yeah, that's true. Love (laughs) it or hate it. In that realm. That is true. Love it or hate it. (laughs) Also, I just got my first filling at 32 years old. Yeah, that's why you didn't. How did that go? Um, I survived it. I really, it didn't grow. Like he told me two and a half years ago when I was pregnant with my son that I had a small filling. I should probably get it taken care of. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And two and a half years later, I did. Um, I had a lot of sensitivity afterwards. So I was like, I should have just not because it never hurt. It, You know, it wasn't right. expanding. It wasn't growing. So I was like, meh, you know, not worried about it at all. Well, that's not I do have a composite filling on my front tooth, but I didn't have a cavity before that. I actually was one of those cool kids that um, knocked out half of their front tooth, um, permanent tooth on the back of my, my friend's mom's Jeep. We were at the lake. I was getting something out of the back of her car. I went to shut the back and it didn't shut and it came back and hit me in the tooth. So I technically do have a composite filling, but it wasn't like from a cavity. So, I mean, that wasn't fun. Just to clarify, you missed no cavity club. Yeah. Well, the lady, (laughs) y'all, the lady at the dentist office laughed at me when I said I hadn't had a filling. And she said, that's obviously a composite on your front tooth because I've had some fading. And I was like, well, but but it wasn't like a cavity filling. I didn't. That's hilarious. Mine is the opposite. Every single tooth, uh, all my molars, I'll say that, they've all had a cavity. And neither of them are filled. It's definitely... You and it's both definitely have an, a genetic factor it's for a lot of patients. Yeah. Both of my parents. And mine's my a mom, Dr. Pepper factor. Yeah, that probably doesn't <laughs> help yours. Uh, b- both My dad had like teeth issues. This kind of leads me into our next question too. My dad had a lot of cavities, a lot of teeth issues, and then my mom had a lot of gum issues. So she was like so strict about brushing my teeth for me like at least at night, like way up into elementary school. Like I didn't even know that like you could brush your own teeth. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the, our next question is how often should you be brushing your children's teeth? Yeah. So great question. And it's the same as how often we brush ours. So two times a day is what's recommended. Um, I always recommend morning if your kids are getting ready for school before they head out the door for school and then before they retire at night, mm-hmm. um, just making sure that all those sugar bugs are off the teeth before mm-hmm. they lay down and let their body just sleep soundly without any bacteria um, just laying there on their teeth. So mm-hmm. same as us, yeah. twice a day, two minutes. At um, least I encourage, Pinterest I encourage... hasn't changed that because Pinterest has changed <laughs> parenting a lot of ways, but I'm so glad to hear that it's still only twice a day. I'm it good is, that. I, yes. That's manageable. <laughs> And I always encourage, you know, if you're a lot of children like to chew on the toothbrush mm-hmm. and that's great, especially if they're teething, you know, it feels good to them, but it doesn't quite count. So if, <laughs> if, they, <laughs> if they are 
at that age where it's really just chewing on it, I really encourage the parents to get in there and help them as much as the kids will tolerate. Oh, yeah. Yes. My, my little boy is going to be in the second grade. My oldest. I have four, but mm-hmm. my oldest is going to be in second grade, and I still brush his teeth. And I was yeah, a really hard important. brusher, like, of my teeth, so I have a lot of, like, recession in my back gums. Right. And so I'm. I, it's so hard to teach because little bitty circles really look the same as back and forth when you're trying to yeah. teach. Yeah, abs, especially when the teeth are so tiny. Yes. And when you're doing yeah. it, on so, it's so much easier to do it at little circles on your own teeth than on your kids. Like, I, especially yeah. when they're moving, I'm just like shoving the toothbrush in there and doing my best, <laughs> yeah. like covering as much ground as possible. Yeah. Um, I just told my two-year-old recently about sugar bugs because I've always done that with my daughter, but that was just a new one that I've introduced to my son. And yeah, I kind of have scared him before bed. Oh no, he's worried <laughs> about he's, the sugar bugs. Oh, uh, Adeline has always let me brush her teeth r- fairly easily. I'm sure there's phases, but like for the majority of her life, like she's been an easy toothbrusher, even still to this day. Like even when I'm like, just brush them yourself. Like I'm busy. I'm trying to get this done or whatever. She's like, nope, you brush them at night. And then Lawson wants to brush his own teeth. So I'm like, I bet you left some sugar bugs. And he said, what did I leave? Uh (laughs) I'm like, sugar (laughs) bugs from that lemonade you were drinking. And he also doesn't like my water at bedtime rule. That's my other rule that like, y'all can get up and get out of bed if you're thirsty, but you only get water. And he... I didn't want any water. I'm like, well, the sugar bugs. And then he's like, like under his cover in his bed. I'm like, well, you, you wouldn't brush your teeth, right? So now you get scared. They're right up there with the bed bugs. Okay. So he deserves it. (laughs) (laughs) So about toothpaste, you know, they have that little trainer toothpaste that's fluoride free. At what age can you switch? Like, should you ever use the trainer toothpaste or... How should yeah, that so fluoride is a hot button topic Ooh, um, in the dentistry lot- world. <laughs> yeah, we're getting down and dirty here. <laughs> we are, we are between uh, fluoride and X-rays um, on kids. Oh, yeah. Those are two topics that you know parents typically have a lot of questions about. Um, so regarding the toothpaste, I always you know just tell parents make sure it has the ADA symbol on the toothpaste Mm -hmm. and Mm. as soon as teeth start erupting which is typically when parents start brushing um fluoride's fine as long as the fluoride the amount of toothpaste you're putting in is about the size of a pea Mm -hmm. ages three to six and then as small as a grain of rice if they're three or less gotcha so if it's a little little it doesn't really matter you yeah I mean, and, and that's another reason for, for you to super, supervise the kids while they're brushing um, to try and make sure they're not fall, swallowing it as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as long if they're three or under, keep the fluoridated toothpaste to about the size of a grain of rice. And then if they're ages three to six, can bump it up to about pea size. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, they can, I think at that age, you know, they're starting to be able to handle not swallowing more. Yeah. Um. So my yeah. more regular dosage of toothpaste. That's their favorite <laughs> is to spit in the sink. I'm like, uh, oh. <laughs> Except they probably miss the sink. Yes. And get it all uh, or just like up on the <laughs> side, like not where the water's running. So then it's just stuck on the side of my white sink. I'm like, really? Yep. Yep. Every time, every time I go in there, I'm like, when did y'all even do this? I didn't even I see this happen. I'm pretty sure my boyfriend still does that. Oh, my husband. 
yeah it's, it's like not something they grow on. on the sink they uh, need to make and, clear toothpaste that has fluoride ooh, yeah that's a good yeah but i mean it would been. still foam and then it would still leave that scum that's I true guess, but i don't like the trainer the right trainer toothpaste you know it's clear and easy that's true. but that's true you oh. get to experimenting chris okay we'll i feel like being it a would dentist just... i'll create toothpaste okay i'm reading a book right now that talks about we we like we ingrain habits based on how we feel and mm-hmm. it talks about how toothpaste doesn't need to suds just like shampoo doesn't need to suds and I was thinking, I was like, man, I feel like it would just be so gross. Yes. If my toothpaste <laughs> I've had so, some. I've had some that yes, didn't. And it's like, oh. Yes. I've got, gosh, it wasn't. I know I liked the Quip toothpaste because I was using that Quip toothbrush, you know, that all the influencers mm-hmm. use. Um, mm-hmm. but it was rose gold and it got me anyway. But their toothpaste <sighs> was a little weird. But that one did foam. But there was one I bought randomly. No, I used my mom's. My mom's doesn't foam. Last uh, time I was at her house. And I was like, mom, how? And it doesn't like, it's not minty fresh. I'm like, mom, this is disgusting. Gross. She's like, it's yeah. organic. I'm like, mom, well. Your mouth is going to have a lot of organisms in it. That's disgusting. (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, so uh, this is this is something <laughs> that I need to ask. When should a child's first dentist appointment be? Ooh. When do you think it should be? Uh, it's probably. I, I, I'm gonna say. Well, I can't answer because. Yeah, you know, I know what our pediatrician you know. recommends. You're two. Two-ish. It's, it, yeah. it's it's two ish, right? It's before two. Believe oh. it. Or not. Yeah. Parents are shocked when I, and they often feel like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so late." When I tell them what's recommended, mm. um, but as what is recommended? Yep, exactly. Ugh. So as soon as they get teeth or within their first birthday, you know, if they mm-hmm. they haven't gotten any teeth by age one, we want to get in there and and see what might be going on. Why are they aren't getting their yeah their baby teeth? Mm-hmm. So that. that's usually very say, shocking. I knew it. Yeah, of course you did. I feel like I, I need the credit. That. Yes. And so Lincoln fun. has been. Lincoln just turned two, and he's been to the dentist already. He went right go. when he turned one. How'd it go? All of mine. Well, I used to work there, so it's a little bit different for my kids yeah. because we're just, like, going to see mommy's work buddies, you know? So nobody has been scared. They've they've done bite wing x-rays. 
They're not, nice. they're not scared of any of it, which I myself struggle to do bite wing x-rays. Do y'all call them bite wing? Is that like a common? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, it like hurts when they shove it down the it bottom does. of your mouth. Yeah. But none of my kids have acted like it has been a big deal at all. So it's been, we've been really, really lucky with the dentist. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. That must be a really great practice. Yeah, it is. It, and like I said, it really helps that like mommy knows everybody and the dentists totally. are like coming and hugging me and asking how's Zach, you know, so it's like they trust, you know, there's not a trust thing there because we're friends. It's not as, it's not as um, foreign to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 It's so important too, because I think a lot of times it's the reflection of the parent's experience mm-hmm. onto the kids. And, and that's where the anxiety starts. Not, sure. not on purpose, obviously, but you know, if mom or dad really doesn't like the dentist, there might be some language that's used around coming to the dentist that's scary, you know, mm-hmm. and then that's their, that's the child's first impression of what's going to happen. So that's so great that, you know, the first experience is, is a good one. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So far they've done really well. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. So this one, I, I feel like I know some also, but I'm curious for myself for what you think. What are some foods, like, I know in our practice, it was always raisins. Like, everyone was so shocked that raisins can be bad for your teeth. So, what are Mm -hmm. some foods that you, like, you normally, I mean, obviously, we know, like, suckers and Skittles and that sort of stuff. But what's something that is, like, a parents get shocked when you say, like, try not to do this or whatever? Right, right. Um, So, basically, anything that's going to metabolize down to a sugar is going to provide the acid attack on the tooth that's going to take away that first layer or enamel. So anything that once we start eroding the enamel, we're getting into the second layer of tooth and and we're getting closer to getting a cavity. Mm -hmm. Um, So anything that's going to metabolize down to a sugar. So yes, like raisins, you know, natural sugars and fruits. Yeah. Um, the problem with things like raisins or fruit snacks, gummies, is that they're sticky. Yeah. So they mm. stick into the grooves of the teeth. Um, but another one that's not so obvious would be something like pretzels. You know, like I feel like when, even when I eat pretzels, oh, no. they get so stuck in my teeth. I feel like I can taste the pretzel Forever. two hours later, <laughs> yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That's the worst. So feeling. anything that's going to get stuck mm. um, that will metabolize the sugar. So any carbohydrate. Um, and then another one, which, you know, you, I know one of you guys already mentioned is sugary beverages or carbonated beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where not, I get in trouble. You know, there's – exactly. You know, it's, and it's tough. And, you know, it's funny. At our office, we have a candy jar. And patients are like, oh, is this how you guys make money? You give us candy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we say no. You know, it's, it's here for you. We're hoping that we educate our patients well enough so that you can enjoy candy and know how to take care of your teeth afterwards, you know? Yeah. So your kids are going to have these foods, right? Like they're not going to go to a birthday party and never have cake or candy or gummies, you know? It's mm-hmm. just not – it's not likely. Yeah. I think one <laughs> And it's not fair. People <laughs> – You know, we want them to have fun and enjoy those yummy foods, but it's just important that they learn – from a young age, how to take care of their teeth after the fact. Yeah, that's true. I think that a lot of times, because this is what gets me in trouble is, so I guess it translates into adulthood, but I will drink 
like Dr. Pepper throughout the, like not sit down, eat a meal and drink a Dr. Pepper, but like sip on Dr. Pepper all through the day. I Mm -hmm. think with kids, parents, a lot of mistakes they make is they will give them a sippy cup of juice and they just carry it around all day. So it's like all day, their teeth are just getting bathed in that apple juice or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where the term bottle rot came from. Yeah. Was, you know, when kids had the bottle that had something sugary like juice Mm -hmm. and they would just leave it between their lips and fall asleep and those, their teeth would get what's called bottle rot because it's just that constant exposure to sugar. Yeah. That's, that's just a, eroding the teeth. That's a very scary term to put it in. I mean, it is. <laughs> like, but it I is get it. Real. Oh, but it's what a bottle rot. I think it's good though, right? It's good that yeah. it sounds so bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's getting the point across for sure. Well, and But a lot of times, I mean, you would be surprised at how many people just, because milk, people don't think about milk being sugary. You know, Mm -hmm. and so they're just like, no, I don't let them eat any kind of candy. They just have their milk, you know, and it's like, yeah, but all the time do they have their milk? Do they go to sleep with their milk? You know, people just don't think about it a lot of times. Yes, that's so true. Okay, so say um, either genetics are in play or there's been some bad habits and baby teeth get some cavities. Does this affect yeah. the ba- the adult teeth? Are we are we like terrified? Do we just move? <laughs> How do we cope with this situation? Yeah, it's such, and that's another really common misconception when I talk to parents about you know, hey, your child has a cavity here, and they usually say, well, can't we just you know, it's okay, it's just a baby tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, can we can we leave it? Can we you know, it's it's okay because it's just a baby tooth, right? And there are situations where, you know, if the tooth is very, very close to exfoliating, if we can see on the x-ray that the permanent tooth is really just coming in hot, there are situations where you don't necessarily need to do a filling. Mm. Um, But majority of the time, we want to take care of that decay because it's active bacteria that's acting on the baby tooth. Mm -hmm. And the permanent tooth, the formation of the permanent tooth, is right at the roots of that baby tooth. So they are, you know, the bacteria is present and it can affect the permanent tooth. Oh, um, and it and, makes their breast smell terrible, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, and <laughs> an abscess is disgusting, whether it's oh, a baby yeah. tooth or not. I mean, like, and very painful. Mm. And I think, too, you know, there's so many factors that the baby teeth play into that we may not think of, you know, are our baby teeth help to maintain the space we need for permanent teeth. Mm -hmm. So if a cavity is so bad such that the tooth has to be taken out, all the other teeth want to then migrate in to fill that space. And then there's not enough room for a permanent tooth to come in there. So there's spacing, there's the development of the bone and the, you know, the jaw, the muscles that they need for speech and for their, their facial anatomy, that's all super important. Um, obviously, they need their teeth to chew and grind their food and, and learn how to eat and function properly. So there's no straightforward answer to the question. Mm-hmm. But other than, you know, the baby teeth are extremely important. And so we want to avoid having cavities as much as possible. If they do have cavities, majority of the time they do need to be filled. There are certain situations where they may not. But majority of the time, I would say we we take care of them with a filling. Yeah. 
Okay, so what is the hardest part about your job? Oh, the hardest part. Um, I would say probably just dealing with a very diverse patient pool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really challenging, but I, and I love the challenge. Um, you know, you just don't necessarily know what you're going to get from from different patients. So it's just, you know, being flexible and and knowing who's going to need your number for after hour calls yeah. and and who and who, who needs a little give your number to <laughs> Yeah, who you should <laughs> give your number to for after hour calls and and who might need a little, you know, extra shoulder pat through the anesthesia and yeah. you know it's just it's just gauging how every patient is different and you know like we talked about earlier the dentist is a very anxiety provoking place mm-hmm. for a lot of people and so just meeting each patient where they are and sometimes it's hard to figure out where they are but once you get there and and get on their level it's it's it can be really challenging but i love it you know i love i'm a people person so yeah, it's a good a challenge. Of, a lot of different levels of support there, I'm sure. Engaging each, walking For into sure. each situation and being like, okay, you know, how much, how much do they need? How much do I need to give them? Yeah, I bet that's yeah. really interesting. So, um, let's talk about. So, you haven't taken your kid to the dentist yet, or you have a kid with some dentist anxiety. What are some tips you would give to make going to the dentist a positive experience? Yeah. So we, you know, for me, when I for have a child for their first visit or not even not their first visit, but they're early on, it's so important that coming to the office is a positive experience. So even if their first visit or two, it's taking a ride on the chair and still sitting on mom's lap, I'm okay with that. I'm Mm -hmm. okay with them enjoying the environment, um, reviewing oral hygiene practices with mom and dad so that, you know, home care is on point. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it being you know, less of a hygiene visit and more of just a positive experience. Um, I would say on the parents' end, positive, you know, positive language and positive communication about the dental office is always a a plus. Um, And then as far as, you know, getting fillings done, we're very fortunate at our office to have the latest and greatest technology. We have a laser that I use on all my kiddos for fillings where they don't need anesthetic. Oh, that's so awesome. it's, it's a game changer for kids. It really is. It, wow. um, it operates at a wavelength that kind of confuses the transduction of pain signals. So they don't feel pain and they don't need the shot. And it's just, it's a really incredible tool for us. And it's, it's made the dentist an okay place for a lot of kids, which is, it's huge. Yeah, that is huge. We didn't have that. Yeah, we're very lucky. We're one of few practices in, at least in Southern California to have it. So, um, but for listeners, you know, you can always look up, it's called the Solea laser. They can look up what office near them might have it because it's great for adults as well. It's yeah, not just we, for kids. We probably don't have that in Arkansas yet. <laughs> You like, never know. One, you have to look that up now. One, one office that kind of gets ahead of the game, but we we tend to stay way behind the trends in any technology, medical, any field. We kind of stay way back there. So, <laughs> okay. So, what is the best kind of toothpaste or toothbrushes to use for kids? 
Um, so toothpaste, as long as it has that ADA stamp of approval, it's thumbs up by me. Um, and then toothbrushes, recommending extra soft bristles so that, you know, like you were saying, we don't want to start recession at a young age. Mm-hmm. We want the nice, gentle cleansing habits to start without a super tough bristle. So either of those, um, a lot, you know, parents always asking about the fluoride and whether or not they need to have fluoride. And, and like I said, it is a hot button topic. And at the end of the day, it's the parent's decision. Um, but I just say like exactly what I said, you know, fluoride in my mind is, is a positive thing for kids. Mm -hmm. It's helping to keep their enamel strong and we want them to have their teeth for their whole lives. So that's important. Yeah. Okay. So this is just kind of a side note question. How do you feel about using warm water to brush your teeth? Is that okay? Or does that soften it too much and make it not effective or what, what do you think? That's a really good question. I have to be honest. I haven't, I haven't really thought about that, but I think you're okay. Okay. I think, I don't think it softens it too much. I still do that for my own toothbrush. So that's why I'm asking. Oh yeah. I don't think I've ever asked that's... the dentist I used to work for. So I just now thought of it when you said soft, brush, yeah. soft bristles. I, and no one's ever asked me that. That's a good question. I, I think I give the thumbs up for that. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Stamp of approval for warm water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now that we've gotten through the technical questions, we need to know after a long day at the office and you've taken care of your pups, what is your favorite way to relax at the end of a long day? Ooh. Um, I would say two things. Well, one is, I don't know if this counts as relaxing, but it's, something that keeps me in my happy place is to work out at the end of the day. I, oh, I need to, you're one of those. I am one of those. <laughs> your secrets. Have you always loved to work out or, um, I feel like you just I either do. like a, a workout person or not. I know there's some it's people so that learn, but like there's some people that just enjoy it more than others. 100%. I'm in, I'm in the latter group. I really, I seriously do love it. Um, and it does, it just, it makes me a happier, nicer person. <laughs> hey, whatever gets you there, Everybody, whatever exactly. it takes. Everybody keeps telling me that like, if you just make yourself do it, you'll learn to love it. And I'm like, yeah, the problem is making myself do it. Like, yeah, I wish I could just wake up one day and be like, I would really love to do this. But every time right. I work out, I honestly feel like I'm going to die afterwards. I have never ever not one single time built up endorphins which we interviewed an exercise lady and she said I'm not doing it long enough like so I'm not reaching the endorphin level and I'm like crap oh, 10 minutes in I'm not releasing endorphins <laughs> yet what do you mean <sighs> that is hilarious so what's your workout of choice workout of or choice do you, or do you switch it up uh, I switched up but I either I love running and I I'm a member at a CrossFit gym. So oh, gotcha. one of the two. So yeah. you, do, you do a little bit of both. Cool. Yeah. And then the second thing would be, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of Netflix and chill. I, yeah. I love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're more, that's more on our list. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, go either way. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. So Katie, where can everybody find you on Instagram if they want to follow along with um, your dentist tips and see your pups and all that fun stuff? Yeah. It's, you can find me at Dr. Katie Beatner on Instagram and I'd be happy to follow you back. 
Awesome. Well, we'll have links to your, all your info and your practice info for everybody to check. It was so fun. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's been so fun. Yay. So thank you so much guys for tuning in. And as always, good luck surviving motherhood. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.